0: Welcome to My Life, Tanya Applied, with Rabbi Simon Jacobson. A journey into the deepest teachings of Torah and their application to our personal, emotional, and psychological lives. A good devoch, a good week. I hope everyone had a wonderful and transcendent Pesach. We now continue the journey in the classic and life-changing Sefer HaTanya. This program is in loving memory of Yecheva Tova Gerari, dedicated by her loving aunt and uncle. This series, Tanya Applied, is made possible by Rina Lights LLC, and by the generous support of listeners like you. It is also an honor and memory of Yosef HaLevi Weinberg and Moshe Pinchas HaKoyen Katz Olav HaSholem, And in honor of Zev Yecheskel and Risha Katz, may they have many healthy, long years. So where are we up to? We began learning the actual first chapter of Tanya, just at the beginning. So let me sum up and continue on from there. Just a little background and understanding where the Al-Tareb is going. Since Tanya can be very dense and detailed, It's always important to keep in mind, number one, the theme is As the Alter Rebbe wrote on the cover page of Tanya, he wrote that it's coming to explain well the verse as we explained in previous classes. That means how Torah and mitzvahs and godliness is relevant, is indispensable to every individual life. The second thing, that it's personal. Personal advice to each one, whatever issues they're struggling with, whatever issues they're trying to grow and become better in serving God and in being a refined human being in their personal relationships between person and person, between person and God. In doing so, the Al Rebbe begins, Tanya, by establishing the foundation of everything. Which is what the purpose? Why are you here? You've come down to this world to transform yourself and the world around you. So he begins with the Gemara in Nida, Tehit V'Alti That a soul, a child, before it's born, it takes an oath, which is also from the word "Mashbiyin Seveya." it's empowered to be a righteous person. And not a wicked person, to be a giving person, and not a selfish person. So the whole Tanya, is first establishes that, that axiom. The empowerment of what you are supposed to become in this world, but then we need to understand what does the word tzaddik and rasha mean. So the Alter Rebbe begins with a series of questions. And a series of different statements in Torah, in Gemara, and so on, which is the classic way of presenting something by asking questions, grounding it in sources, and through the chapters, the Alter Rebbe will come back to explain it. Until chapter 10 is going to be a long overview of what a soul is, and the different souls, and the battles we have, then he's going to come back to what a tzaddik is in chapter 10, what a Russia is in chapter 11, what a Benini is in chapter 12, and on. So the first thing is the establishment, why are we here, and the empowerment we're given, the obligation, the oath we take, that you should be dedicated to being a tzaddik. But as I said, what does tzaddik mean? So the Alter Rebbe began, as we learned in the last year, inside, by asking a question. Because that statement in the Gemara Nida also has another part to the phrase where it says that even if the whole world tells you that you're a tzaddik, you should see yourself as a rasha. And the Alter asks, that seems to contradict the Pirkei that says, a person should not see themselves that way. Because that can depress the person. And if you th- convince yourself, or you try to convince that it shouldn't affect you, then it could also cause callousness. So what does that mean? <clears throat> what al Alter is really doing, he's setting the stage Of explaining that tzaddik in Russia is not what we think it means on a simple level, and that question is already includes that means that you have to say that when it says that even if the whole world tells you to be a tzaddik that you're a tzaddik, you should see yourself in Russia doesn't mean literally Russia as a wicked person. But the answer, as I said, will come later. Then the Alter Rebbe continues. And the rest of this first half of the first chapter, I could say almost half of the first chapter, is going to address and unravel and decipher what does Tzadik and Roshim mean? And of course the third category, Bainani, which is the, one of the key names of Tanya, in addition to Tanya, the main name the that gave gave was Sefer Shal the intermediary person, Benini. So but we first need to understand these words. And to put it in very simple pedestrian language, you know, people throw out words, he's a tzaddik, he's a, she's a tzaddikis, he's a roshah, she's a, rosh, a marshah. What do we mean by that? Obviously, those are euphemisms. They're just statements. A tzaddik, he's a good person. Oh, you're such a tzaddik. A roshah, a bad person. But Al Alter is going to compel us to understand this in a far more subtle and deeper way instead of just the way we use that word, lightly or not so lightly. But we have to do it through my mother and through the questions that he asks. So then the al Rebbe continues after that initial question. He says, "Acha inyan? To explain this, we find, and here now he goes into the categories. Because remember, if we're going to speak about of how we become closer to or how we relate, we see the relevance, cut it from the word relevance, of godliness, of Torah, of mitzvah, of yiddishkeit, of serving God, we have to categorize it in some way, and the Torah gives us categories. Now the categories are not meant to put it in a box, because obviously it's very nuanced, and there are many variations. But in general terms, it helps us understand so he goes now and says, okay, we said the word tzaddik and roshah. Mashbiye say be a tzaddik and not What does that tzaddik and Russia mean? So he brings the first foundational place where that's discussed, and that's the gemara that says that there are five categories. is that says the Alter Rebbe. Tzaddik v'tevle, tzaddik v'raloy, roshah v'tevle, and abeneni. Five categories. This still doesn't tell us what a tzaddik Anosh is. That's what we're going to get into next and what a bainini is. But now we have a structural element to discuss about this. So what does this mean? The simple interpretation, as he brings from the Gemara, that a tzaddik v'tevle is a tzaddik who also has an easy and a good life in this world. Tzaddik Vadali is a tzaddik, he's a righteous person, but he's a, he suffers. Same thing with a rasha. You could have a Russia who has a good life in this world, which of course begs the question, how is that possible? But that's not for this moment. And a rasha virale who actually suffers in this world. And then there's the Bainini, who's neither a tzaddik nor a Russia. And we will discuss what that means shortly. And the gemara and brachis, which this is from, this is all coming from the gemara and brachis, I'll give you the page. I already we discussed it, seven a and sixty one b, where he adds about the Bainini. So now we know there are five categories, but we still don't know what they specifically mean. So the Gemara, in the context of this issue of schadaneish, that how is it that righteous people suffer and good and good people that righteous people suffer, and wicked people prosper? That's part of the context of the Gemara. So based on that, it seems like a very literal interpretation. We don't really know the muhus, as he's going to say later, the personality of a tzaddik. We just know a circumstantial element of tzaddikim who have a good life and tzaddikim who have a suffering life. So I remember when I was teaching a class once, to students, high school students, and before we appreciate the subtleties and nuances of something, I remember asking them how do they define things. And it was interesting how it was almost a juvenile response because they weren't trained otherwise. Everything was categorized. Is this good or bad? Those were the words that were used. Children use those words easily. Sadiq Rasha, good and bad. What we're going to learn here, and this is a fundamental basis of Tanya, is it's a lot deeper than that. It's not just whether you're a good person or a bad person. Besides the fact that everybody has both elements, it's talking about the actual inner personality, the muhus, the essence of what we are. And that's what the Al-Tareb is laying out here. Okay. So now, the next thing he brings, and we learned this as well, after the Gemara speaks about Sadig v'tevle is at Sadiq Gamur. Why is it good for him? Because he's at Sadiq gamur. Sadiq Gamur, which means because he's totally righteous. That's a simple interpretation. He's totally righteous, therefore, whereas that Sadiq sheyam, that Sadiq who has it bad, is because he's not totally righteous. That's the basic interpretation. Then the Altar Rebbe brings the Raya mehem and the Zayar. The Zayar adds already an element, and you start seeing a little more depth. What does the zeyar say? Rayim mehem, the parshish That the word tzadik Raloi means that the bad within him is subjugated and suppressed by the good. So Loi that means that he's living a difficult life, that the ra, whatever negative elements he may have, is completely sublimated and overshadowed and suppressed or subjugated to the good. That's what, so right here you see it's a lot more than that, than just his circumstances of his life. And of course the same thing with Roshavitevle and Roshavarale, the same type of interpretation. Tzadik means, the Tevle means that there is no Ra altogether, as we shall learn as well. So Tzadik Vitevle would mean that, that anything negative has been already transformed. The Tevle, it's all in a state of goodness. With tevle and Roshavarale, same idea, Roshavitevle, which means that the Tev within him, the goodness, is subjugated to the negative. And Raleigh means that everything seems to be only negative. This will be explained a lot more later. But right now, again, we're setting the stage. So that's what the Raya Mehemna adds. Then the Altar Rebbe brings another Gemara. It's the end of Seif Pedik Tesa. Baruches Tzadik Tev That by Sadik, the Yetzir Tev. And here we're getting also a personality element. In other words, it's not just based that a tzaddik does good deeds and a rasha does bad deeds. We're talking about the personality, the muhus, the essential personality of the individual. So now we have the gemara in brachas that says that by a tzaddik, tzaddikim, their, their, their good inclination dominates, rules. their evil inclination rules. So again, it's more than just whether they do a good or bad thing. It's what's who's governing their lives. And Bainanim Ze Shafta. So now he goes bring back the Bainanim, which we haven't discussed yet. Shafish They both rule. In other words, they're two voices, and they both are like judges that define what this person does or does not do. So now this Gemara, in addition to the Zoyar, that we just said, the Mishpatim, Rai Mehemna, is teaching us that it's a personality element here. Who governs? What voice governs? It's not just their actions. Okay. Then the Gemara continues. Um, rabba, Rabbi said, Kagain are not Beinani. Now the Gemara says there's a Beinani, so it begs the question, what exactly is a Beinani? So Rabbi uses himself as an example. I, for example, am an, a Beinani. I'm that in between person. I'm that middle person. That average person, if you wish. Tzaddik being on one extreme, Rosh, another Beinani in the middle says the Gemara further, Abaya, Abaya said to him, said, responds to him, Master, you're denying everybody life. Because if you, one of the most pious sages, one of the most pious people, are merely a baitani and not a tzaddik, you're essentially eliminating, there are no righteous people at all. In other words, he's hiring the bar to the point where he's not letting other people, like he says, you're denying everybody life. If you're a benini. Now you could say, maybe Rabbis is talking out of humility. But humility is applicable when you are being humble in your assessment of yourself. But it's not applicable that you come to a distortion. As we're going to learn in a moment, well, we're going to learn shortly that a is not just a question of a person who does, who's half mitzvahs and half sins. So to say that Rabbi was just being humble, no, he was categorizing himself differently. And the question is, how could he have? How could he say that? That, as, Rabbi, as Abaya points out to him. So the Alter Rebbe continues now. Ulohovin calls there. Bayad Hative. To understand all this, Bayad Hative needs a lot of clarification. So so far, what we learned, we learned the Mashbiyun say Tzadik Val Tirosha. And even if everyone tells you that you're a tzaddik, you should see yourself a roshu, the question the Altar Rebbe asks on that. We learned about the five categories and the way the Gemara interprets it, that it's a, a, a complete tzaddik is the one, a, a complete righteousness is the one that's good for, in his life. And not completely righteous is a life that will have pain. Then we learned the interpretation of the zayar, that it means kofuf, it means that the negative within the Tzadik Virale is subjugated and suppressed by the good within it. And now we've learned about the sheftan, the difference that who governs and who rules each of these individuals. And finally, the words of Rabbah who says, I'm like a Bainani. And Abai is saying, by do, saying so, you're denying everybody life. So all this needs explanation, a lot of explanation. But Al Rebbe continues with a few more points because as I said, he's building the case for the personality of the Tzadik Benini and the Russia, so we can then apply it to our lives by understanding what drives these people and then saying, okay, where do we fit in? Where's, what's our category? Okay. Then the Altareban now brings another Gemara. The Gemara from Baba Basra, first chapter. Again, he cites it. Look how many sources already. Remember, in the introduction to Tanya, the Rebbe says that Asifre Yira, these p- pokes of piety that are based on Terah. And you see clearly how much Terah he's bringing right here, just in the first few lines of Tanya. But at the same time, it's also, Yede Makire Kamina, it's also addressing it in the context of our personal lives. Because it's advice to each individual based on Daltereb's personal awareness of who we are and our awareness of who he is, as we discussed when we started the introduction. So now he goes on. We we have, We need to also understand and clarify. Mashaomer Yehu, Baba Basra, Peidik What Yehu said, and this is Gemara in Peidik and Baba Basra. What did Yehu say? Sixteen A. The beinah shilelum, but also tzaddikim, So what is even master of the universe? You have created righteous people and you have created wicked people. Basically, Yuv is arguing with God. He says, what do you want from them? You created people that are righteous and people who are wicked. It's not up to them. So how could you punish them? Asked the Altar Rebbe, what kind of statement is that? And remember, this is again bringing Tzadikim and Roshayim. Based on this Gemara, Sadik and Rosh is predestined. Asked the Altarebbe, what Tzadik and Rosh like Omar? We know, it says clearly, that, that the element of being Tzadik and Rosh is not predestined. It's not predetermined. Which is a foundation in all of Judaism, as the Rambam says, that we are born, whether we'll be tall or short, or in the words of the Altarebbe, whether we'll be strong or weak, Poor or wealthy, that's determined. But whether you'll be at tzaddik or a is not determined. And even from the first statement in the beginning of Tanya, Majbiyin say, it's taking an oath, be a Sadiq. That means you have an obligation. It's not predetermined. You're given an oath, you're given the strength to do so. So what does it mean that, what is Eve saying here? <clears throat> that God created tzaddikim and ushayim. as if it's not dependent on the human being's effort. So here we have another question, and also, when you think about it, gives us even more insight that the tzaddik rasha issue is, again, much deeper than just a person who's doing good things or bad things. Based on what Iyuv is saying, there seems to be something about a tzaddik that is predestined and something about a rasha that's predestined. But that seems to contradict the issue of free will. So we have another aspect that needs to be determined and also building the case for understanding the inner personality of the human being, which is the main contribution here. The Gemaras are the Gemaras. The Altareb is coming to teach us who we are, what makes you tick. And to understand what makes you tick, we don't just look at behavioral elements, but we also look at what personality a person has. Okay. Now this question about Iyuv but Russia Sadigvarashalay Tzadik, Tzadik Komar will be answered later in chapters fourteen and twenty-seven. But the case is being built. Continuing on. The Gamlahavin. Another question, another thing that needs understanding. And now he's going into the Bainini, which, as we shall see, is the critical character and personality. In Tanya, but to understand the Beinoni, you need to understand the Tzadik and Roshia, because they're all in that context. So now we need to understand Mahus Here we use the word muhus. I've been using it earlier. The personality and the status of this in between, of this middle type of category person, that's not a Tzadik and not a Roshia because the obvious answer is going back to what we said a sadik has many good deeds they dominate or, they're, or completely good deeds <coughs> depending on tzaddik. a Russia is driven primarily by negative deeds and again depending two levels Sadik with Russia Gumma, Russia Shaina Gum. Russia Vitevle, Russia But So then, based on that, you could say if we're talking behaviorally, then a bainini is something in between. Half-half. The Sadiq would be more than 50% good. The Russia is more than 50% bad. And the Bainani, right in between, 50-50. Doesn't mean necessarily 50-50 by number, but in concept, in between. Says the Al right away. It definitely can be understood as that. That the proportion of his good deeds, of his merits, is equal to his transgressions. Why not? Now we understand why he brought the Gemara before, the second half. Because if that were the case, how could Raba have mistaken himself? if that's the case how could Rabbi have mistaken himself as a benini such a level of error cannot be attributed just to humility as we discussed earlier that half a Vedas half mitzvahs Rabbi could be humble and feel he could do a lot more he feels that he's not fulfilling his full destiny but to make a statement that he's half, half This is something that's obvious. You can't, just you can't. It's called shiflushal sheker, a humility of false humility. To change the facts. So based on Rabbi saying I'm a Beneni, Rabbi immediately tells you the Beneni cannot be, half and half. So then the question is, so then what is the Beneni? So for that we will continue, in the next week's class. We now have the ability to um, present any question you may have. Go to tanyaapplied.com and You can also find all previous episodes as well as if you'd like to dedicate a class go there to tanyaapplied.com Be well and good day. This has been My Life, Tanya Applied with Rabbi Simmon Jacobson. Please join us again next week. Visit chasidasupply.com for archived classes and more resources.